we here at Hami Media Group proceed to grow exponentially month by month. And we could not do it without our army of loyal listeners, as well as the absolute best sponsors in the free market today. Hami Media is proud to give our 100% guarantee that our sponsors offer the absolute very best in their respective industries. And all of them offer products and services that will be of tremendous value to you. Not able to go to a gym? Or would you rather train at home to improve your health, lower your risk of getting sick, or have the body you always wanted? Then check out Stevie Richards Fitness, the most valuable workout program you can find in 2020, costing just a fraction of what the big companies charge, but with unmatched superior quality at StevieRichardsFitness.com. And after your workout, you'll probably be hungry. But how can you be sure what you're putting in your stomach is of premium quality? We can't speak for other brands, but we can speak of Zordo's olive oil. Does your olive oil at home say ultra premium? Ultra premium is a distinction that olive oil brands can only legally claim if they meet very strict standards and guidelines. Most olive oils cannot meet such rigid requirements, but Zordo's olive oil does with its imported ultra premium Greek olive oil. Taste the difference for yourself at ZordosOliveOil.com. And speaking of consuming quality products, it's important to start your day off on the right foot. Don't run it by drinking watered down bean juice. Wake up and have a cup of bro, bro. With the Coffee Brosters, the only place you can get the limited edition Vince Russo Coffee. Organic Nicaraguan fair trade coffee roasted to perfection with notes of milk chocolate and walnut straight from the farm to your coffee mug at thebroasters.com. And of course, you can't profile without style. And what better way to look stylish and support your favorite independent wrestling talent than with some swag from Pro Wrestling Tees. Offering original merchandise for your favorite pro wrestlers you can't find anywhere else and a great way to give back to those who sacrifice their bodies for our entertainment. Check out all the latest and greatest pro wrestling shirts at prowrestlingtees.com. Thank you once again to all of our sponsors as well as our loyal listeners. We cannot do what we do without you, and we are only just getting started. We cannot express our gratitude enough. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of Schmoozin' and Boozin'. I am Dr. B, soon to be joined by my lovely wife, Mrs. B. We actually had sat down and recorded this a while back, and after listening to it, both of us honestly felt a little awkward. And so I'm just going to straightforward, get right to the point, and let you all know what's going on. We are here today to facilitate some very important research, extremely important. Our show hopes to answer some questions in regards to what sociable libations are truly the best. And for this pilot episode, we are comparing four different expressions of Blanton's bourbon. Blanton's, the original single barrel bourbon, distilled at Buffalo Trace Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky since 1984 with a rich history that dates well before then. Named after Colonel Albert Bacon Blanton. Yes, his middle name was Bacon, so you know he was pretty awesome. Not to mention that he was born right by the distillery, which would go on to produce his namesake bourbon. 
on a farm in the winter of 1881 into one of the first families in bourbon history, which wouldn't take him long to enter at just age 16. Colonel Albert Bacon Blanton reportedly worked in every department at the distillery and eventually was promoted to plant manager in 1912, around the same time the distillery changed its name to the George T. Stack Distillery. From the time Colonel Albert Bacon Blanton became president in 1921 until he retired after spending 55 years in the bourbon industry in 1952, he expanded the distillery from 44 to 144 buildings to become the largest distillery of its time. Blanton managed to keep the distillery alive as one of the few that was still able to produce bourbon during Prohibition under federal license for medicinal use only. The only distillery in Kentucky to have this distinction, and one of only four in the entire United States. Blanton was a craftsman of handmade bourbon, which is why despite having the ability to produce much more, he would still periodically bottle one barrel at a time, just as Kentucky's original bourbon pioneers did. Three years prior to his retirement, Colonel Blanton would hire a man who would become a future master distiller Hall of Famer, Elmer T. Lee. And he was the man who would later be the one to introduce Blanton's brand of single barrel bourbon in the Colonel's honor, which was also the first modern day bourbon brand to be marketed as a single barrel bourbon, revolutionizing and revitalizing the entire bourbon industry as a whole, all coming from the famous Warehouse H. But what's so special about Warehouse H? In Colonel Blanton's day, this was the warehouse where he would store his private reserve bourbon for those closest to him. Warehouse H was originally constructed just after the repeal of Prohibition and spirits were understandably in high demand, with more storage space needed for the bourbon barrels. Colonel Blanton needed to construct a warehouse quickly and therefore decided to use metal to construct the warehouse rather than traditional brick as it would take much less time to build. Years later, it was discovered that the metal walls caused the bourbon inside the warehouse barrels to age differently. The metal siding caused the temperature of the warehouse to change much more rapidly, making the bourbon interact with the oak at a much more substantial pace, essentially capturing the essence of Kentucky's temperamental climate in a barrel. Colonel Blanton came to appreciate the extraordinary aging qualities that the metal-sided Warehouse H had on the barrels inside, which is why it became the exclusive home of Blanton's single-barrel bourbon when Elmer T. Lee introduced it in 1984, a tradition that is still maintained to this day. So here are the rules. Brittany will be blindfolded as a way of removing any potential bias that she might have towards any of these particular variations. She will taste and smell each bourbon individually, give her notes, and then rate each bourbon on a scale of one to 10. I will then go second so that my opinion does not influence or sway Brittany in any way. And because Brittany's opinion is unbiased and mine is not, her score will count for double. So we will then combine our individual bourbon scores for a potential of up to 30 points for each bourbon. And as an added bit of fun, Brittany is also going to attempt to identify each bourbon in our lineup while she is blindfolded. Will she be able to figure it out? Time will tell. So without further ado, let's go back as we join in progress with myself and Mrs. Brittany as we taste our way through some Blanton's variants for a little schmoozing and boozing. Enjoy. Brittany here does know more about, I, I would say I'm a bourbon enthusiast, but I'd say you're more knowledgeable about bourbon really 
compared to me because you actually worked at a bourbon distillery for three years. Yes. So I guess before we really get going, what what officially makes a bourbon? What makes bourbon a bourbon? So all whiskey or all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Uh, so it has to be made in, in the United States, not Kentucky. That's kind of a misconception. Um, there is no age limit to a bourbon. Uh, that is also a misconception, but if it's under two years old, can't be called anything. It would just be bourbon whiskey and it would have to have an age on it. For it to be called a straight, it has to be two. For there to be no age on the bottle, it has to be over four. And it has to be in a unused charred oak container. And it has to be at least 51% corn. I had to dust off a lot of cobwebs for that one. I haven't said that in a long time. Yay, quarantine. Well, that's all right, though. But there's some that are watching this that may not know, and so I always want to put. put I would always go through them. So you can't make bourbon in Canada or Mexico. It has to be in the United States, and of course, it has to abide by all the rules that you just mentioned. And then there's like coming off the still, you know, X amount of proof, and we can go into the science of all that. That's that's over the top. Yeah. If you want to know that, maybe down the line. Well, well, let's say if if you have a, a question for. This, this is Brittany here. You can just go to bookthedoctor at gmail.com and I will be sure that Brittany here gets your message. But either way, I think that's enough talking. Let's get to some drinking here. So the way it's going to work is I'm going to blindfold Brittany. And so she's going to try a variety of different bourbons. She's going to try to differentiate the difference between them. And then we're going to rate them. So for Brittany, you're rating is going to count for double because you're you're not influenced you're not biased you're not going to be able to see what you're drinking you're just going to have your smell and your taste to be able to tell the difference between these bourbons okay. so your points are going to count for double mine will just count for single and it'll be out of 30 so you'll rate everything on a scale of one to ten so uh, for you bourbons can have up to 20 points and then for me they can have up to 10 points and then we'll see which bourbon happens to be be the best. And we're going, like we said earlier, with Blanton's. I think Blanton's is kind of a fun bourbon. I like the little horses on the top. And for those that don't know, there's a little letter at the bottom part of the horse's foot on each part or on each bottle of Blanton's. And each letter represents part of the word Blanton's. And so the the little game that people like to play, or I guess the little uh, thing people like to do, is try to collect all the letters that spell mm-hmm. out Blanton's. And, and then the uh, horse they will actually be running. Yeah, and each each horse represents a different part of the gate of a horse as they're running, which is kind of interesting. But either way, we have some different ones. We'll try if you want to show that one, Brittany. This is just regular Blantons, which used to be you could find Blantons at at a store every now and again. Now it's it's harder and harder to find. It seems like this is the only one that we were able to randomly find. All the other ones we were able to acquire through knowing people, but this is one that we found, I guess, in the wild so to speak. And it's just your traditional Blanton's. And then the next one we have here, sort of like the traditional Blanton's, except it is a special single barrel selection. Now, all Blanton's are single barrels, but this one is distinct in that it was selected by a certain group and it's denoted by the sticker. This one is Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. We were able to get this one from a friend of ours who works for Cox's here in Louisville, Kentucky. And he actually got to go to the distillery and pick out that barrel and uh, set us out a bottle for us to purchase. And so we have that. And this one is the Blanton's Gold. Now this one you can only get in the UK. And even if you are in the UK, from my understanding, it's hard to get. The only reason I was able to get my hands on this is a few years back when I uh, was at a derby party, uh, one of my uh, cousins, or I guess my cousin's husband, technically, or my 
cousin-in-law as a gift allowed me to keep the, the rest of, uh, we, we partook in, in more than, than half the bottles. It's actually been a couple of years since we've even gotten into it. We actually just are opening it back up for this occasion. It looks like we're probably going to be finishing it off too. But he allowed me to keep it, and that's the only reason why we were able to get our hands on that one. And then last but not least, we have straight from the barrel lamins. So compared to the other ones, they are proofed down in that they, they don't have as much alcohol content. This one has not been proofed down to a lower alcohol content, and so that is why it's called straight from the barrel. Uh, I imagine this one will probably be the easiest one to pick out of the bunch because it's probably going to pack the most punch out of all of them. That one I was able to get as part of a actually a group purchase online uh, part of uh, some, I guess you say underground bourbon groups, which in, in reality, if, if you're in on the bourbon scene, you're, you're able to, you're, you're in the know on a lot of this, but uh, a few people went in on this. Again, you can only get this in the UK. You kind of have to know people, but someone that's getting a group purchase together, you're able to get a bottle. But that's enough talking. Let's get to drinking. So I got the magic blindfold here. We're going to blindfold Brittany. I'm going to actually double it up here because I don't want to, Make sure you can't have any vision during this. Is that okay? Yep. Are you are you blind? Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> we're gonna mix up the order here. I'm gonna go ahead and pour these. Let's pour a little into each. So our first pour here. The Blanton's Gold Edition. This version of Blanton's also was previously unavailable in the United States, but was recently offered in limited quantities domestically by the company on a once a year basis. It is near impossible to get without having someone in the know or be willing to shell out a lot of extra cash on the secondary market. And if you are somehow able to find one at retail price, they typically run you about $120 for a bottle, assuming that the store isn't inflating the price. Crafted in very much the same way as traditional Blanton's except at a higher alcohol content, being proofed at 103 proof or 51.5% alcohol by volume. Some say the gold is the proverbial gold standard when it comes to Blanton's bourbon. Pun intended. Brittany, the first taste, and I'm not going to give any taste notes until Brittany has a chance to taste and rate. So you're not influenced. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, it's got a, it's got a sweet forefront, a little bit of of that harsh barrel taste on the back note that would for me anyway it's fine it's not my absolute favorite Blanton's has always been a decent bourbon but it's never been a favorite bourbon of mine so I'm just supposed to what am I supposed to do now I guess just give it a your, number your and then yeah uh I'd probably give it a six and a half six and a half it's like tea. yeah times two that's 13 and which bourbon do you think it is so i have cox's gold barrel proof and just regular yes i don't feel like you'd give me the regular first i don't know they were all mixed together i know i'll go with that was cox's because it, it had a it had a nice feel to it so the Coxes had a nice feel to it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? No comment. <laughs> this is a family show. Well, sort of. I guess. Uh, We're drinking. Yeah. I guess not too Can't family. Can't be too family. I mean, an eight-year-old company. 
watching me drink bourbon. Oh, either way, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and taste this bourbon, whatever it might be. On the nose, it smells very sweet. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the nose, by the way? Uh, so being blindfolded, I feel like I pick up a bunch of different. Um, you didn't even know I had it. No, I didn't. Not till you. That's how you know she's really blindfolded. I feel like I pick up a lot of different notes, but I pick up the sweet note on on the, the forefront, almost like a caramel uh, smell. Oh yeah, I can see that. Uh, a little bit of vanilla, and then I start getting with the oak. Yeah, yeah, and it has more heat than I remember this particular bourbon handling. I'll say. Without giving anything away, but it, I, I enjoyed it. It was very good. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I'm actually going to rate it a little bit higher. I thought it was, I, I, I like it a lot. I'm going to say it's an eight for me, for my palate. And that's the thing that I like about bourbon is everyone's palate's a little bit different. You can have some high end bourbon that's supposed to be the best of the best. And sometimes, or at least, at least for me, sometimes I'll have a high end bourbon and I'll have it side by side with just a lower end bourbon. And sometimes I'll pick out the lower end bourbon just mm -hmm. based on, you know, my palate and how it tastes. But uh, I, I'll, I'll give it an eight on that. So we're looking at a 21. Bourbon number one. Now it's time for the next one, second bourbon. The next variant we'll be trying is one that was selected by a friend of ours, as well as a team that was representing Cox and Evergreen Liquors here in Louisville, Kentucky. The team went down to the distillery itself and picked out this particular barrel to represent their store. Now bourbon is traditionally blended together from several barrels in order to reach a certain particular flavor profile, but not with a single barrel bourbon like Blanton's, as no two barrels are going to taste the same, which can be both a blessing and a curse with no way to reproduce the exact same flavor profile. It's simply due to the fact that barrels in the same warehouse can all age differently with various nuances from barrel to barrel. Now don't get me wrong, we're still talking about the same mash bill here in each barrel of Blanton, so the range of flavors won't be too extreme. Any particular barrel may have more or less of some of those subtle flavors one might look for in a bourbon, whether it be vanilla, caramel, brown sugar, oak, toasted hazelnut, clove, citrus, as well as other flavor notes that may also vary from palate to palate, depending on the taster. If you're interested in knowing more about the particular barrel your bottle of Blanton's comes from, they provide a lot of interesting information on the label. From the barrel number to the rick number, or basically the storage rack that the barrel was taken from, the proof the bourbon was bottled at, the final alcohol percentage of the bottle, as well as the date the bourbon was dumped out of the barrel, by hand. How, how do you like the smell on that one? This one has almost a floral smell to it. Really? Kind of flowery? A little bit flowery, almost like a, like a flowery cologne. Flowery cologne? Yep. I don't know if I want my bourbon. Very metrosexual. I don't know if I want my bourbon to smell like cologne, and I don't know if when, when I'm looking for a bourbon, I don't mm -hmm. usually go to the and say, hey, do you have anything that smells kind of metrosexual? That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. It smells metrosexual. I don't know what to tell you. I think that's... I don't think you can say that. Metrosexual is just guys that take longer to get ready than women. That's all that is. Nothing Wait, is that mean. me? Is that me? No, you don't. Do you look metrosexual? Look at yourself. Do you look metrosexual? Well, no, but... I I do sometimes take it a long time to get ready. That's just because you're 80. I like this one better. This one just is has a smoother, all-around flavor palette. And it doesn't taste like cologne, which is a good thing. That one has more of a, um, she's more velvety. Like even the, the, the way that it coats your tongue is yeah. more. I agree the texture. It has more of a texture to it, which is kind of interesting. I didn't even pick up on that. 
So I'm picking more of a textured flavor difference than a or a texture difference rather than a flavor difference. So what are you thinking? Which well, one, what what do you write it at? I'm gonna give that one a probably I'll give that one an eight. I feel like that one was smoother. It didn't have that harsh hot finish. Um yeah, so I uh, didn't pick up as much oaky flavor, which I like oaky flavors in my bourbon, but at the same time, then it's like if I want it, then I want it like punch you in the face. I don't want it just to be on the backside, and that didn't really have that. But anyway, I'd give it an eight. Rated an eight, but what Please. was your guess? I would put that one as the gold just because of right now. I'm going to assume since it costs more that it better have that kind of flavor to it and that kind of feel to it. So I'll make that one the gold. So the first one you think is the single barrel, correct? Yes. And the second one you think is the gold. Yes. So for this one, I'm not. I, I, this is where it's interesting. Our palettes are different. I actually don't like this one as much as the first one. I don't think it's bad, but I'll be honest. It, I feel like for this particular one, and I, I feel like I vaguely remember the, the different taste of these. I feel like this tastes different than the than what I remember it tasting like, and that which makes me wonder. That's one thing that's interesting when you keep bourbon for a while and keep it in the bottle, especially when it gets kind of low like this, what can happen is that extra air that gets in the bottle can cause the bourbon to further oxidize, and that kind of can change the flavor as well as the the, the texture, I feel like, of the bourbon. At least in my experience and based on what I know, again, I'm not an expert, I'd say I'm just uh, someone that enjoys bourbon and just picked up on little nuances, I feel like, over time, but... For me, I didn't like this one as much. I feel like it, the flavor, uh, it's not bad, don't get me wrong. I still, still like it. Got to take another taste of it here. But I can't help but feel like it tastes like a bourbon. Uh, and I hate to, back to even admit this, but when you fall asleep and you wake up and there's still a little bourbon left in your glass, and you go to drink it, and it's just a completely different flavor and texture. So it's not quite, it it's not, it's not, it's not quite like to that level, but it tastes like it's getting to that point. That's why I'm wondering if it's just oxidized. So for me, in that particular bottle, and I wouldn't have rated this before, I feel like, but I, I'm actually going to say I'm only going to give it a five. Like it's something I would drink, but I feel like it's just not to the level that I would expect. Like for me, and that's where it, that's where it's a little bit different. So you got your 16 plus my five, and that one's now a 21. Actually, we're so we're tied. This one's the first two. All right, here comes number three. Which it's strange because I usually tend to go for rise, so I tend to go for spicy, uh, sweet. But now, I, I get sweet finishes on rise, uh, which is odd to him, I know, but it is out there. Don't I don't know what you're doing? And um, well, I just, before you get too far, I know you asked me not to interrupt you here because I have a bad habit of doing it. Can you tell people that might not be as experienced knowing the difference? What's the difference between a, a raw base? So. The, the bourbons, there's some that are rye-based and, and there's some, some that are meat-based. And, and then there's your four grain. Um, so for it to be considered a rye, I believe it has to be over 20 or 25%. Forgive me, my percentages are foggy right now. But uh, and, and it I has to be... And I groups, so yeah, that's we, fine. we will be corrected, and that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, please, because I'm foggy, but I'm sure if I went into it. I used to give tours at a distillery. I used to know all of this. I haven't done it in four months. Uh, yay, COVID. 
But um, anyway, so your next grain, your next highest grain from your corn will have to be your wheat or your rye for it to be considered a wheat or a rye bourbon. Uh, rye tends to lean towards spicy, wheat tends toward, to lean towards sweet. However, for my palate, I get a spice in the forefront for a rye with a sweet finish. Um, I have been told that other people have that as well, and that's what, those are the people that typically go for rye. Um, they have a more robust taste to them. Um, wheats just tend to have a more mellow sweet to them, which are usually really good for barrel cruise, in my opinion. All right, so now this is bourbon number three. The STFB, or straight from the barrel Blantons. As Blantons continued to gain international acclaim and receive various awards, Blantons has released different variants outside the United States, including a green and black label, both at a lower 80 proof than the traditional 93 proof of the original Blantons. The SFTB is a cask strength, unfiltered straight from the barrel bourbon that, despite being produced in Kentucky, is not typically available in the United States. Although the company has recently announced that they're looking to do a limited release, which will no doubt nearly be impossible to get unless you either know someone or willing to shell out hundreds of dollars on the secondary market, or perhaps you'll just get lucky at a duty-free shop and might be able to find one. Price will fluctuate depending on the foreign currency exchange rate of the time. And speaking of rates, the rate of alcohol percentage or proof will vary from batch to batch depending, of course, on the particular barrel. When the bourbon first comes off the still, it is at 70% alcohol by volume or 140 proof before it is proofed down to enter the actual barrel itself at 62.5% alcohol by volume or 125 proof before being aged to perfection as one of the few barrel-proof, single-barrel options on the market today. What's the smell? This one smells like, I hate to say this, it's going to sound really mean, this one smells like acetone. Like acetone? Uh-oh, mm-hmm. this one may possibly have oxidized to that, I don't know. Uh, just so y'all know, we do have two dogs as well, so if you're hearing this ring growls throughout this uh, taste test experience, that is Ooh. our... And foster dog as well as our our pup and they're they're having a lot of fun while we're drinking. All right, so what did you think? I like the flavor profile, but it is really really harsh on the finish. I would almost go that that's a barrel crew. I'm not a hundred percent confident. I mean, I liked it, but it, that had a harsh finish. So I would say that that is. I would say that that is the barrel proof. Yeah. And I probably, only because I did like the flavor, I just haven't drank bourbon straight in a while. I would probably give it a seven and a half. Because it was, I did enjoy the different flavors that I was tasting. I mean, the smell on this, I think this has the best nose out of all three so far. Like, it's it's very complex, I feel like. (laughs) I just said it's more. And that's where, you know, again... Palette, your 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 na- your nose is part of your palate too, and it, it enhances your flavor. What would be interesting if we did an episode where we uh, did a t- taste test with and without nose flavor? But I'll, I'll be nice. I think with bourbon, you have to at least appreciate the nose on it. But uh, I I can see that. I feel like you know you you can tell there is that certain I guess kind of more potentness to it. You can certainly get that on the taste too but again it has a lot of a lot of good flavor this is one which it pains me to admit it i probably would put i'm not one that likes to put a lot of ice in bourbon but a single small ice cube 
or given that we don't do it often enough, but I, I sometimes like to get one of the, those big ice cubes because they take so long to melt. Uh, and that's the key. I, I like I like the water to slowly kind of melts into it. I don't like it to be too much. I feel like, like crushed ice, it just melts right away and then it's watered down for a So either one small cube or, or one big, thick cube that's gonna take a long time to melt. Uh, but for me, I, I really liked it, but I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I think I still like the first one slightly more. And again, I'd be, I think it might change though if I were to put a little bit of water, a little bit of ice in this number three, but it, it is a little hot for my palate. So I'm, I'm going to take it just one step below. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a, a seven and a half for me. So same as you, but I gave the first one an eight. So that gives this number three at 22 and a half. And that one's in the lead now as we reach our last bourbon the traditional Blanton's bourbon. Now, commonly Blanton's bourbon is aged around six to eight years, but with flavor profile being the most important deciding factor on what ends up getting bottled as Blanton's, it's not unusual for it to be aged a few years longer. Another unique trademark of Blanton's are the horse and jockey bottle stoppers, which pay tribute to the tradition of horse racing in Kentucky, just as the distillery honors the state tradition of bourbon making. Starting in 1999, Blanton's introduced a collector's set of eight different stoppers, each featuring the horse and jockey in different strides reminiscent of that of a horse race, from standing ready at the starting gate to crossing the finish line in victory, with each stopper marked with a single letter that spells Blanton's when the whole set is complete. As for the liquid inside the bottle, Blanton's is considered to be a high rye bourbon, having a higher ratio of rye in the mash bill compared to other traditional bourbons at around 12 to 15%. But as each bottle of Blanton's comes from its own unique barrel, the final flavor of each barrel of Blanton's will vary, which is part of the fun as each barrel will provide its own particular flavor experience. As far as the bourbon itself, most traditional bourbons utilize machines to extract the whiskey, but Blanton's is one of the few that hand dumps their bourbon, adding a more delicate touch of care to the whole process. There it is. This one just smells very mellow. Smells mellow? Yeah, it doesn't have... I'm not sure you say mellow, like, that's not like marshmallow. No. Is that a little thing? Not that the I've marshmallows smell? Sure. I think marshmallows really have a smell. They're just sugar. This one is probably my favorite. Oh, interesting. And keep in mind at the end, if you want, you can go back and switch. I'm going to say this one is Cox's and the other one is the regular one. So you're changing this one to the, the, the select. Okay. And the, the other one is just. No. What would you rate this one? Um, so that one was definitely my favorite. Uh, it still had flavor profiles that I look for. It still had a little bit of that vanilla. It still had oakiness to it, but it wasn't harsh, so it doesn't need ice. I could sip that for the rest of the night. I would go with that one as a nine. Wow. Yeah. Strong. That one was a good bourbon. Um, gold, but I'm still going to stay based on texture. The other one was the gold. Let me try it. Well, a little bit more in here so I can get proper taste. Sorry. That's the end of the, the bottle of beer. That might be the gold thing. I don't know. That was not a hint. I don't remember no, what the other one was like. I'm not getting a lot of nose on this. I'm also I, 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 I used to say mellow. I feel well, you said mellow. Yeah. So. so it's a calm, like a it's yeah, not an overwhelming smell. But at this, all. this is the least nasally. I don't know. 
the least no, smelly, the least nosedness, the least smelly. But smelly is a bad word. I'm like, ooh, this bourbon's nice and smelly. <laughs> no one says that. Has a good, doesn't have much of a scent. There you go. That's good. Doesn't have much of a scent. I do think it's good. I I, I feel though. It doesn't carry as much flavor for me as, as the first or the third one. And again, the second one, I, I just didn't really care for at all because of, it tastes like it had, had the, the, the composition of the, the liquid itself, the bourbon, I feel like has had changed to where what I didn't recognize it necessarily as, as much of what it was before. But anyway, I, I would say out of all four, I think this last one I would say is, is I'd still put it just behind the first and the third one. So I, rated the first one as as an eight and i rated the third one as a seven and a half so i'm going to put this one just behind that one at a seven and so actually believe it or not surprisingly based on that we're we may or may not upset the internet but that is your number one Brittany. you can go ahead and, oh wait i guess before you take off the blindfold though do you want to make any changes or do you feel good with your picks? No, just that change where this is Cox's, that's the first one with the regular. All right, go so ahead. So it'd be, however, whatever, could you go from left to right? Yes. So it'd be regular, yes. bold, barrel proof Cox's. All right, go ahead and take off your blindfold. I'm nervous, guys. I'm way correct. out of practice. And the last time we did this on a, on a computer that crashed right as we finished it, you actually got all four correct. I did not. Unfortunately, my, my dear, yeah, you got one. Yeah, got straight from the barrel. <laughs> and then the, the high octane right there. Yay! No, the one that you picked as your favorite was just your plain, regular old Blanton's, which may or may not give us a bunch of hate mail. I said book the doctor at gmail.com. Uh, what's your email? Let's send them right. <laughs> You can send them to me. I will parlay the messages. I may, I may have to cycle through them to make sure you don't get too much. Data. I'm okay with it. But the thing is, and, that, and that's what we talked about earlier, though. Everybody's palate's different, different, and it's okay. Yeah. I was also blindfolded, which I think kind of. I mean, right? It, it changes. It changes, it changes taste buds. Changes and there's the way you smell. But I, I still stand by it. Would you I'm, say you liked all four? I, I really, you know, I'm sad because I trust our guy, but I really wasn't a fan. I mean, I liked it. Well, let's say. But let's I say wasn't though, a fan of the, the gold. Let, let's say, and though, this potentially one okay, this, this one may have changed on us, though. You know this I mean? this was still my least favorite, which is odd. The gold. It's, yeah, right? Isn't that the one that I rated the lowest? Let's see. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it just, wow. to me, I don't. I don't know what it was about it. And now that I revisit it, I actually don't know if I like it as much. Now I've got to go back to the first one. I, I mean, might even change it too. It's fine, but it's still not my favorite. You know, I still like the gold more than the regular, personally. But the regular, um, actually, I can I feel like I appreciate that the next time I tried it there. I'm, I'm sad because I relied on our guy a lot. That well, let's let, let's not let, and it's not necessarily blame him because again, my my theory is that this one has oxidized over time and, and the flavor has changed. So, but I, I still truly, like I this one like this more than the old. And and if you all know more about that process and how that works, and if that really is a thing, maybe I just read something randomly and that's not true. Then again, let us know. We're here to have fun and learn. And uh, you know, but that's my. 
I guess, theory on what may or may not have happened, but maybe I'm completely wrong on that. I'm very good when it comes to working with injuries and, and rehab. Not so good on knowing the different nuances of chemical reactions in alcohol. It can happen. I don't know the exact terminology for it, but I know that your bourbon can change. Yeah. Just like your wine. It is oxidation in wine, that's and even certain beers, about. they say, you know, they change over time. In fact, they say, I guess with an IPA, you should drink it more fresh. That's why Stone makes those brewed by a certain date IPAs because they say they taste better when you have them within that time frame. But either way, you know, what well, bourbon, I guess, is a little different. It, it, sometimes it can obviously get better with time, other times not so much. Uh, although from what I understand, once it's out of the barrel, it's, it's really it's from an aging standpoint, as far as getting nuances, it's pretty much done. Yeah, as far okay. as like it's not gonna. It, I, so I guess that it's gonna go oxygen flat. as it gets into the bottle, so but, potentially. But don't. certainly would would like to know your feedback. We certainly also love to hear what you else you all want us to taste. Again, we have a different variety of different things besides bourbon. Of course, we got different varieties of scotch, tequila, gin, different beer, cider. I'm well, really we, bad at you even drink guys. some non-alcoholic stuff. I'm fine with trying just to do whatever. We'll eat food too. If I know. But this is a breaking show. But if people, if, if there is an outpouring of support for some sort of delicious food for you to eat, then then sure. Then we'll do it. But like in the meantime. He needs to get rid of these bottles, please. Oh, let, let's be honest. That was probably one of the biggest reasons for this that show was sure. she was telling me to get rid of stuff. And I'm like, well, if we're going to get rid of a bunch of bourbon, then let's at least do it on the internet. I'm sure somebody out there is entertained, whoever that might be. But anyway, give us your feedback. Let us know. Hit us up. Book the doctor at gmail.com. Between now and then, we'll, we'll get a formal address for this show so you can interact with both of us. But in the meantime, for the lovely Mrs. Brittany, I am Dr. B, and we will catch you on the next, next, oh man, I've had too much to drink. Is that even, a, is that even a thing? Yeah, with you. Yeah, I guess it is. Either way, we will see you on the next edition of Schmoozing and Boozing. Cheers. Right, I picked it. up the barrel proof. <laughs>Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth, as we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at hamidmediagroup at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hamid Media bump to you.